Hello. Welcome to Love Food, Hate Money, the show where we talk about food and we prove it by spending all of our money on it. I'm going to be your host, Jonah. This is co-host, Courtney. Hey. And we have two more co-hosts to join. Two guests. Two more guests. Two Two more guests. Two more guests. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is one of the first sets of friends that we paid for. True, we bought these friends. Yeah, (laughs) many moons ago when we first started drinking. So we bought one of them. The other one doesn't have to work for their beer. Yeah, that's a. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hell yeah, we got John. Hi. And then the one that doesn't work for her beer, Becky. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) And of course, if you listen to the show, you know that John does our editing and our original music. So this is really fun. And then Becky's his better half. So we got the best two for one. Yep. They help play test everything. (laughs) (laughs) This is not your hashtag me too. This is different. (laughs) Maybe she sexually harasses you. I'm not sure. Earlier, without no communication, Becky said something like, oh, I just got to dab inside real quick. And both Jonah and I, without looking in each other's eyes at all, just dab. Just, <laughs> just, just one motion, ready to go. Think, did either of you see it? No. no. That was just for us. I, I have no recollection of saying those words. You don't remember talking about dabbing? That's probably not what you said. No, she <laughs> definitely, we were... Something about dabs, I don't know. We It was dabbing off the meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you guys... Uh, owed me back taxes and you cooked me steak yep steak dinner <laughs> it's the it's the only way we can get the the john r john rs <laughs> the internal john a new service <laughs> and you asked me how i preferred my steak you're like oh medium rare fine and i was like <laughs> mm-hmm. sure <laughs> yep. i know what that is that's one of the fun things about you is we've been with you on your re-eating meat journey yeah. <laughs> like because when we met you you were vegetarian flexitarian yeah well yeah well, flex, uh, pescatarian there yeah. we go you know what kind of food you eat. I did. It was like a dumb, annoying thing that we connected on when we were dating. I don't uh, even think first dating. I was pescatarian, though, when we met. I think I was still eating chicken. And then you were like, I don't eat chicken. I was like, well, fuck. I will just not Fine. cook you chicken. I will only cook you random fish You're that like, I don't know how to cook. I'm going to marry you so I can divorce you for your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that works. That's what marriage is uh, about. I brought you guys a gift. What do we got? Yeah, what do we drink? Oh yeah, we nonsense. need to jump. We need to jump into the drinks for the day. Um, this is a Cerberus unicorn. What the hell? Super duper nice. Oh, you bought it? I bought it because <laughs> we had. Ex- I don't want more than four ounces. What is it? You don't get more than four. It's this. a sour. It's from a yeah. Shipping animals out of Doral, Florida. We started getting them at my work. Actually, my buddy Thomas kind of like secured it. Like oh. he, he, he went to Florida and he he schmoozed and he Florida mandem he Florida mandem that's good sour ale strawberry mandarin peach and black currant so he didn't say gay and then he could have this is that how that yeah, works exactly okay <laughs> that's how you get um, stuff in Florida oh yeah here I got these little guys right here these this are more, is uh, related in no way except for that you're talking about Florida politics but I was driving behind someone for work today and there was a picture of Ted Cruz on their bumper <laughs> sticker and I could only see the top of it which said this man and I was so determined to see what this man had done so I kept trying to drive closer to them and finally we got to a stoplight and it said this man ate my son that's and my I was favorite <laughs> sticker so of Oh, please, because it could have gone one of two ways, and it went the correct way. Uh, Just for... Uh, the love of my life, Jonah, just <laughs> was... an idiot. Okay, so this one was kind of my fault because we have... That was foamy. We have, we have four taster glasses out, and one of them is just a brandy... Uh, was it? A little snifter. snifter. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Which what we got it like. I won it wedding. at my dad's wedding for getting the most questions right about my own dad. <laughs> which I just feel like I should have been exempt from winning that prize. You're such you a good daughter. Like, yeah, that, that, why did it only foam in that one? Is there something about the. Um, I've noticed on pouring. That's physics, these, baby. Uh, smoothie, like, because it's a smoothie. It's sweet, style sweet, yeah, listen to the doctor. Um, I've noticed that they. They don't they don't react well to the hard pour at all. And some of them and I know you didn't even pour it that hard. I just think it's because there's so much sugar and it's just uh, I'm not you guys. I can't that was just, like, be like boom, knowledge. We just make shit up though. It's not the we're just guessing wildly. So when you're sniffing this beer, look for the Google Flurbrance. <laughs> My favorite. Um let's see. Tastes like I mean it I already tasted a ton of the foam because I was dying. Oh, on I like it. that. <laughs> Four, four ounces is good for me, and I'm gonna go ahead and say there's gonna be a lot of lip smacking. <laughs> yeah, she's she's tangy. That's what I like. My right problem up your alley. with sour beer and like goes is, is that I like them. Like that's re- I, I think that tastes really nice, but there's no way anymore that I can get through like a whole serving unless the serving is four ounces, like a you know whiskey or. A, so you're like yeah. old man. You I'm sorry. Am I the only Irish person here? <laughs> He's like, just, just No, just serving. the only drunk. <laughs> Four ounces of it. You, you, you heard it here first. Just, just a full tumbler just, of whiskey. Uh, you ever drink a bottle of whiskey in a serving? And tell me, that's tell right. me that you're a beer tender and not a bartender without telling me. God, you, would, you would get such good tips, though, because people would be smashed. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. Gay bar here's your drink. And it's just like, that's the bottle. They're like, here's your drink. I will never do a place that I'll, I'll, I'll never work. You don't want to be a mixologist? No. I have a lot of respect for people to do, but I'll never do it. Why not? Because I Who see hurt it. you? Was it the four ounce pour? <laughs> I, walked up, I walked up to one of my coworkers last week or the week before, you know, like after serving a guest, I was like, I don't know why I'm in the service industry. I hate people so much. <laughs> I think. But you hate yourself more. And that's why you're in the service it's industry. It's called balance. <laughs> you ever hate someone so much, but less than yourself where it felt right. That's a spot, baby. I think that, I don't know. For me, that's kind of, I don't. I don't necessarily like people for being people. <laughs> I like people for the comedy in general, especially in the context of work where it's just like, yeah, like you're not even a person. You're a crazy entity with money. That's just <laughs> has no touch with reality. I know what you're saying. So I was like, let me dehumanize them. And then <laughs> it's like, if you don't picture them as humans, it's, e- it's easier. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of like, <laughs> there's a common thing that I think about and it's like, how did you get here? Like, how did you get to this bar? Hi, like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I think a slight introduction. For the, I mean, obviously, we, we talked about that we paid for their friendship. Yeah. Um, one of the first bars that we ever ended up going to regularly. Being regular, is that, yeah. Uh, is where we met John. Oh, I didn't know that was your first bar. That was like, a- like your first regular bar. Yeah. Like watering hole. Yeah, that and then for, like, we had a beer. Co- you guys were our beer bar. We had a cocktail yeah. bar that we were at like four nights a week. Attracts. That also attracts. We were <laughs> making a lot more money than we knew what to do with at the time. And so we just How spent many every night spicy at the bar. potatoes. We were at like a collective sixty thousand spicy potatoes. But that was tacos. like back when that was money. Now that's like five dollars. Yeah, no, that was when that's did- like an apartment now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also the place that John was working at the time was 
exceptionally cheap. Yes. I think that was part of the draw of that bar. Still was, is exceptionally cheap. They're they doing like, like a dollar one hams to two dollar or, t- or one to two spicy potato sign place. Yeah, yeah, it was they, great. They uh, they still are. I don't know if they're still great, but they they're they're out there. They're hanging out. Well, and then Jenna was like, "There's this girl that goes to bottle shop <laughs> who has a fluffy pug, and you need to see it. This is very important. And you you would take like." I have creepy pictures of Albus that he just like took while you were in there before we knew you. Yeah, there was the pictures of the fluffy pug. And then there was we first started talking at a wine tasting specifically. You were pretty, pretty drunk. You're like, I'm dating the bartender. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were engaged at that point, probably. I, we were engaged I, to be engaged. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, having you work at a place that gave me unlimited access to alcohol that was also one mile from our home was a a dangerous game, especially, again, as you were saying, when Uber was like the minimum where it was five bucks to get there Mm -hmm. and John could drive me home. My favorite season season working there ever uh, was after the holiday that we got bikes from your mom as like... She's like, oh, you'll ride these all the time in Arizona. And I was like, I won't. I actually don't live close enough to bike everywhere. And I'm not one of these crazy people that like are masochistic and like want to like go on 45 minute bike rides between places in the dead of summer to get to a bar. That's just not me. Do you want to sweat? No, thank you. Uh, But we had this whole entire season where we thought it was acceptable to drunkenly ride our bikes to and from our house to (laughs) ball show. I like that because that's a dangerous and scary actually, stretch of road. It is a, no, it really is a scary stretch of road. No, most of we went through the neighborhood. No, we cut we cut through the neighborhood, but still like cut up and down the neighborhood. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, yeah, it's, but we had you two tiny lights on our bikes. So obviously, are you talking about the people? <laughs> the people and, and like even the some of the traffic area. through that yeah. area, like and that. You in know how many bikers I've almost killed in the city. I haven't yet. I'm the problem. (laughs) I haven't yet. (laughs) So we've kind of mentioned this already, but when you guys met, you weren't, you weren't eating meat at all. You were a pescatarian. Becky, were you raised like without eating meat or were you raised raised by people? Yeah. Were you raised by humans? (laughs) My mom was like very much the now trendy five almonds a day, whatever. (laughs) Snack is a handful of almonds mom where she was the slim fast, the V8. So we were not raised like with any real restrictions, but we like did not eat fast food. My mom very rarely cooked beef. And if she did, it was like a super lean cut of beef that she threw in the crock pot. Like it was a lot of chicken, a lot of really overcooked rubbery white fish, like, (laughs) you know, which at the time was all I knew. So I thought it was was, was great, but it was like all always healthy, no butter. It was always margarine. Like I was raised basically Mm. with very minimal (laughs) fat in my diet, which I think is why I'm still a little bit, hesitant to eat it's like why you fatty cuts of meat. butter in my vegetables. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I like to say that John was raised in the school of butter and salt. His mom is like the, any, anything that can be added a bunch of butter and salt, that is how it's cooked. Any vegetable, any rice, it, there's no limit it's to the amount of butter. Device. You yeah. discovered yeah. my all time, every single meal meal the other month. I did. Like, it very recently. Would you like to tell them what is the you meal? Have you have a hyperfixation meal? I uh, what's the this is your special <laughs> interest meal? Can you describe that? So that would be like you can eat this meal anytime, all the time, It'll for never months. Get old. It never gets old. You can keep eating it. Maybe once in a while you get sick of it and you have to change to something else, yeah. but you can come back to it. Yeah, it's probably the most telling thing about my character. <laughs> uh, uh, 
white cuts of buttered rice. Preferably butter, but if it's just like plain old white rice, I can do that. Okay. A grilled vegetable. Broccoli's been slapping lately. Because <laughs> um, I'm over 30. <laughs> um, and grilled chicken uh, with a her preference of, you know, marinade, which, the oh my God, dude, the most recent one you've done, I want a pound, like I want you to just bash I me pound as it. much as you possibly can. That's never going to happen for me. Uh, what <laughs> is it? It's like a sesame tahini uh, marinade. It's one of, found it on the internet like I did with my other recipes. You found stuff I on am, the internet? Found stuff on the internet. I'm so That's proud crazy. of you though, because you like, you've gone from like cooking chicken and being like, well, I hope we don't get sick to, <laughs> to like straight up making some of the most like juiciest, like melt in your mouth chicken I've ever had off of a grill to the point where like, I would rather have that than fast food. And that is saying something because I would ha- rather have fast Aww. food like uh, almost like 98% of the time, even with the best meals, like the good ones, the bad in between, like I am always like. I do think I finally did to you what I had done to myself a few years ago, which I told you the story, but it's inappropriate. one of the most tragic things that has happened to me in my adult life was one of the first times John and I visited Chicago and my mom was like hyping up, you know, she's going to make all this stuff on the grill. She's going to cook. And it's like, yeah, there's nothing better than like having a home cooked meal, which is why like you guys came over and cooked for us today. It's my favorite thing in the world. And I'm all excited. Like we're flying in my mom's going to make this food and she makes all of it and she puts it out. And I was like, Oh no. Like (laughs) I have finally reached a point where I'm a better cook than my mom. And I now can no longer have this experience of having a home cooked meal that I like love and enjoy. And then John went and ate at his parents' house last week. And, and his the mom buttered rice made still chicken. Than yours. And <laughs> you came home and said that her chicken wasn't as good as mine. And I'd now had, it has I'd been... had the I'd had the mag- I'd had the ten of ten chicken <laughs> like two nights prior. And then my mom was like, What do you want for your birthday meal? And I was like, for some reason I did chicken nuggets. Yeah, chicken nuggets. <laughs> you know what I used what I've been doing the most and as I was driving into my folks' place, I saw the the pizza place that I like and I was like fuck I didn't ask for I didn't ask for this the special pizza what's the pizza place you like yeah what's not about the special pizza (laughs) is it QT it's Sardella's pizza and Wayne's it is well it started as the buffalo chicken pizza okay and then when I was vegetarian it was just uh buffalo chicken pizza hold the chicken and so it's buffalo no, sauce. It's like, what is it? Cheese? Yeah. It's a buffalo I, I, ranch flatbread at that point. Yeah. Not even that. It's just cheesy bread with sauce. Does so it then, have like, celery I, like, on it or something really weird too? It does. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, they put celery on it? So, <laughs> so then like I look back. Celery pizza. <laughs> okay. One. Like let me finish. Let me, let me finish. You don't this. know. We have to sit and simmer no, in celery hold pizza. Hold on. Hold on. We had to sit in this moment with this celery pizza. That holds Are you looking up the ingredients? Yes, I'm going to look up what's on this pizza. Celery is already... So, uh, well, I, anyway, so I got to my, my mom's house. <laughs> tried. She'd made a, like a lemony chicken, yeah. whatever, and it was just it was just dry. And it wouldn't usually bother me if I hadn't gotten spoiled. The And what, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to look your mother in the face. You go, like, this is mid, mom. Like, my wife made better chicken than you, just so that you know. <laughs> well, you as a good Catholic son, that is what you're called to do. Oh, you were supposed to guilt everyone. That's right. <laughs> Especially, oh, she, oh, you just shoot it? it off. Is it is it not as embarrassing? 
No, it's as embarrassing as you think. I was just let it. She fully like sheathed her weapon and was like, "It's." Fine. She's like, "I want my husband uh, to defend it's himself." It's a cheese pizza without pizza sauce, <laughs> with barbecue sauce, bacon, chicken, ranch, and celery. So my favorite pizza. What you're telling me is that my favorite pizza for years and years can't technically be classified as a pizza. Pizza, no pizza sauce. I, think I also like it just barbecue. says cheese. It doesn't say what kind of cheese. It doesn't specify. Honestly, just the moment that you just cheese. throw hot sauce and ranch on it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get hot sauce and ranch added to it. No, that's how you, it's how it is. Like if you're, it's not. You no, must be so asking. The reason, <laughs> no, so the, reason, no, 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 so the reason that you order it separately is because if you ordered it like, hey, I would like your buffalo chicken without chicken. They they ring it in. They ring it in as a special menu item, which pizza? has a higher I'm cost. The barbecue pizza. Even though you're not that getting everything on there. So on what I found out pizza. as like <laughs> a poor person is how to order it and save $5 and still get what you want just by being very hyper-specific with their menu system. So if you ordered uh, a cheese pizza, no pizza sauce, add hot sauce and ranch, you get the same thing, just no chicken. And it was like $5 less. Well, so then that you is were getting the it. celery I then. The I, I, I guess I was skimping on the celery. That, that <laughs> really? was for special occasions. <laughs> and I'm also sorry because off. I don't think that your show has introduced you. <laughs> I don't think, is a poor on your, your thing? No, Pures. I'm not known as a poor on this <laughs> okay. podcast. But... I'm a poor on the podcast. <laughs> um, but come in, hi Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at those things that I I ate, and I wonder why for so long I had so many like abdominal issues, and like felt so terrible <laughs> all the time. Like late teens into like meeting Becky, like I was just like, man, I I'm convinced that there's something like really wrong with me inside like like the i probably i'm i'm probably dying yeah you know um and then you just stop eating that every single day and you realize that <laughs> that's that's not what's killing like you you're gonna you're it was, killing, yeah. you. It was think, killing you i think that's a funny for me specifically like regarding health and eating like i grew up eating absolute horse piss dude me too <laughs> and i felt great no i felt great i felt great to a point every time i try to like introduce more healthy food into your diet you start having gastrointestinal it's just distress. A little, like a full-on <laughs> reflex where my body is like it's i noticed that this is good for me and what if you shat yourself today and i'm like i don't want to and it's like but you ate a bean do you have a sign in your house like a day since last? It just incident? got reset this week. Yeah, <laughs> it's at like two, I think. It happened this year. <laughs> but, but I think I I can't think of a time where I was in more gastrointestinal distress than when Courtney's family started doing keto. <laughs> um, and like I, we spent a lot of time together and so like ate a lot of meals over there and they're all delicious but it was just oh it like, all tastes good because there's you know it's hard to go wrong with a meal when it's like yeah our diet right now is a, a chicken breast 18 pounds of cheese and bacon and guacamole and just like eat that that'll that'll be good for you health that's, um, the, that's the pyramid. Yeah. That's the whole pyramid. It was the the whole base level of the pyramid is just cheese. <laughs> uh, and it was always good meals, but like there got to a point where I was like, I don't remember the last time that I pooped. <laughs> like just pure pain. Just like, am I, am I going to need to go to the doctor? So like funny, me on a vacation. Because that food does the exact opposite to me. 
where it's just like, actually, Oil it's all slick. coming out right now and you're dying. You guys keep it real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a shitty podcast. For <laughs> shitty people. Shitty and communists. And it's a communist. And communists. Look, if you aren't with it, if you don't believe in communism and shitting your pants, why are you here? Well, that's why I felt like you never bought me as a friend. I just felt like we were all friends to begin with, you know? I feel like you shit too. I don't nice. think you finished the story of how you bought John as a friend. We paid him money. <laughs> we we went to bottle shop a lot. Like a lot, a lot. And and eventually we learned that him and Logan were different people. And that was just... <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. You have face blindness. And like... <laughs> I always wonder this of when we become regulars at places because we tend to go back to places we really like and become regulars. I always wonder from the bartender standpoint of like, oh, fuck, it's them again. It's all situational, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because at this moment, he's like, shit, they're in my house. (laughs) He's like, it's gone too far. The bit has gone too far. I thought they were going to kill me. Uh, (laughs) No, there are... and. Your listeners feel free to weigh in. I feel like there's varying degrees of regulars. So you guys were on the good, like you were the good witch, you know? <laughs> uh, and I say good witch because like, no matter what, like you're a regular somewhere, you've pissed somebody off behind the bar, whether you meant to oh, or not. Oh yeah, like, at it just, least It just once. happens. And it could, it's just like a situational, like how your day is going. Like sometimes y'all walk in at like 9.50 to get around. And it's like, we close at 10. And my brain, my curmudgeon cantankerous brain, I'm just like, you know we close at 10, but then you get to know people and you're like, oh, they don't, they know you close at 10. They want to slam a drink and say hi and like hang out and like have this whole thing and it ends and up And also like, like, we'll put the chairs We want to stack up. chairs. <laughs> right, like there's varying degrees. And again, I hate people. Uh, <laughs> but I love you guys. Really can't wait for this interview to end yeah, so we can I know, leave. Right? Um, We're terrified. <laughs> no, but you guys are the good regulars because it's different. Like if you walk in, you can tell when a regular is like industry or if they at least get it. And if they get it, then that's fine. It's more like the regulars that are just oblivious and they <laughs> they're just don't. staring at you and you're staring at them. I feel like I'm just rambling to say that you can tell when someone respects your time or not. And mm-hmm. if someone respects my time as a human, as a bartender or otherwise, like it's easier to get along with people that respect you. Yeah. Weird. What? Fucking weird. That's foreign. Meanwhile, Becky, you know, you've kept me, um, you know, working past close all of our relationship. You're just always coming into the bar at close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Closing, closing the bar, not even putting up your chair. Not even putting up my chair. Not even working for not your even beers. Not pulling drinks forward when you get them out of the fridge. Like Rude. an asshole. That's a Rude. monster move. Like I don't work at your place of employment. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in there like with a cat's curiosity and it's and like... Just <laughs> pushing Drake off the the ground. Like it doesn't look like John's working very hard. Let me just break a glass. In a while since you cleaned the spot on the floor, and you're just like pouring stuff on it. <laughs> that was called a flawless segue to get the attention off of myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think something that's really important to note is uh, Becky is one of the best home cooks I've ever met, and that's yeah. that's not just making <laughs> shit up. Like that's she is br- like when we first got to know you, you would bring food to the bar, and I'd be like, holy crap, that smells amazing, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, here, taste it. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> get your fingers out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I could have had a better delivery method. That's true. For, well, for me, I'm like, am I going to eat the stranger's food? 
Yeah, okay, I am. It smells great. I'm going to try it. And your food was always excellent. And I think over the years that we've known you and having been to your Thanksgiving, which is something I want to talk about because that's very important, <laughs> but your food is excellent and it continues to have gotten better over the years. How like how did you get into cooking? Like, was that something you did growing up or was that... Yeah. uh, My mom was like, again, she was a quintessential home cook. It was for her, I think, driven by health, but it was a lot of like, that was one of my chores as a kid. I helped with meal prep, like peeling potatoes, dumb stuff. And then as I got older, I was lucky. My parents were really supportive of like me exploring with cooking. If I wanted to try to make a meal for the family, like everyone would eat it. And I'm sure I made a lot of really terrible meals. Um, But really my like starting to cook more was when I was in grad school. I was really, really broke like anybody else who's in grad school and also really, really busy. And I really didn't have time to do anything other than like throw stuff in the crock pot. But you throw, as I was telling you guys before, like you make enough jar of salsa (laughs) and chicken breast in a crock pot. That's the driest, most just horrific thing, especially when you're on like day four of reheating this like shredded chicken you made. And you're like, man, there's got to be a better way to do this. So yeah, I mean, I ate a lot of salsa chicken. I'm not going to lie to you. That was one of my staples and just a jar of pasta sauce on some pasta. Um, at the same time? Yeah. Pasta sauce <laughs> and pasta at the same time. I know it's a crazy combination. Salsa chicken and, uh, 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 I mean. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pasta and pasta sauce. It's like, I mean, it's See, fun. You thought, you, you were um, being cheeky, but all I heard was like, yeah, salsa chicken and then some pasta sauce. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's but... Italian, Mexican. <laughs> Um, Mex-Italian, actually. I'm going to add that in my cooking book. (laughs) Mm, My cooking book. But yeah, I did did a lot of cooking through grad school that was really just survival. Um, And then once I graduated from grad school and actually like had a job, I was like, oh my God, like now I have all this free time. I can actually do things with it. Um, At the time I was in a relationship with someone who only wanted chicken breast tenders cooked in the toaster oven with no seasoning and still is. It wasn't me. (laughs) me. Um, And plain rice for his meal prep. So I kind of was like, okay, (laughs) I'm just, just your ex was a monster and a lot of ways and he got a lot of things wrong but there's one thing that he got right oh ryan if you're hearing this podcast that's the one legacy that you left behind also learn to spell bro Bye. <laughs> um but yeah no I, that i think i kind of got the freedom to experiment with foods i wanted to eat because i was meal prepping for someone who really just wanted the basics and i was like well i don't want to eat toaster oven chicken every day. I did that for the last three years. And now I actually have like some money yeah. to spend. Um, now I can so make toaster oven turkey. I think that my <laughs> biggest like journey through home cooking was with Pinterest and realizing really quickly how many recipes on Pinterest were just straight garbage. Oh yeah. Um, I'm still not like a recipe maker. I'm still a cooker from recipes I find online. I will modify things like as I go, but for the most part, I still need the guidance of something. But I learned very quickly that like there were certain blogs I could try and there were certain blogs where you start to kind of like learn. You're like, yeah, that's not going to turn out good. Or like, but like Pinterest <laughs> is so much fun to watch and be like, yeah. Oh, well, if you see these recipes where it'll be like, hey, you're going to put, you know, a whole uncooked chicken breasts and whole uncooked onions and all these things in a pan and you're going to cook it for 10 minutes and it's going to be done. It's like, <laughs> I just know when I look at that recipe, I'm like, there's just no way. Like, yeah, I'm going to put raw onions in a pet, you know, so you start to learn. And then from there, you know, you, but that really, it's just, I'm still, I have a few blogs I love and I just will make a recipe and then 
to try to figure it out. You're so that way that you make fun of me for not being that way. Like for when like <laughs> I'll come in, like when I try to occasionally cook a meal, you're like, oh, you follow that to the letter. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh it tastes different and I'm like well I followed the instructions and you're like oh hmm. yeah <laughs> okay but this cool. is the best oh. story that I have no. of John's ability to follow oh, no. things to the letter because I just think this is the sweetest but funniest thing so when John and I were very first dating I was making a lot of tofu because we weren't eating a lot of meat and I had something I wanted to make but I was working all day and I wanted to cook it right when I got home so I sent John a text and I was like hey can you press this tofu for me can you just like wrap it in a towel stick it on some plates and like put some books on top of it just like something heavy so it presses the water out I didn't give more direction than that because to me that made sense and I got home and I'm just like where's the tofu and I'm like looking around and there's just these like plates sitting on the table and I can't find it and then I finally like look under the plates and I realized that John had stacked every heavy cookbook that we owned on top of this thing of tofu I loved it for like several hours until it was maybe a half an inch thick she said to squish the fuck around I was so pressed <laughs> You said press. You didn't and it say was press. And I like at that point was like, I, well, I have to still make food, so I just cooked the tofu. It was very crispy <laughs> <laughs> and leathery. I don't think I would have ever thought that you could press that much <laughs> liquid out of tofu. See, to get in our house, we believe in innovation, uh, <laughs> creative we, innovation. If you yeah. squeeze it, it will come. I love that though, <laughs> because like. I feel like that's almost just a man thing because Jonah, Jonah and I met in culinary school, but there are times when he cooks and I'm like, who taught you this? Like my favorite time was the time you made accidental cheese and then I had to uh, fix yeah. dinner. That sounds like a band name. <laughs> it was, it was, it was more music than food at that point. How do you accidentally make cheese? You throw too much acid into a cream based sauce too fast and it, Immediately Curdles. breaks. Yeah. Like LSD. I don't, was it yes. good cheese? No, was, I had to fix it. I mean, it was, you know, it was the beginning of mozzarella. It was, yeah. I promise. It, it was, I don't remember what I was even making. It was you like a were cream making based, like, a pasta. pasta sauce and you, I was in the living room and you brought a spoon over and you're like, can you try this? And I was like, why does it look like that? And you were cheese. like, just, can you just try it? And I was like, okay. And I was like, why is it chewy? This is, I thought this was a sauce. And you were yeah. like, well, I think I made accidental cheese. And I yeah. was like, is that what you were trying for? And you were like, well, no, it was in the name accidental. No. <laughs> Otherwise, it's intentional I didn't cheese. do that on purpose. And I like, though, that I feel like this is also like you're like, it's jogging my memory of some of the like, why do I, did I get into cooking? Is like you're saying like, I fixed it. And it was like uh-huh. that mentality of I was so broke that like when I made a meal that wasn't good, throwing away a week's worth of food was not an option. Yep. So then it was like, okay, what can I take out of my spice cabinet or Thanks, what Frank. can I add to this to make it like slightly more palatable if I fucked it up? <laughs> yeah. How you know, I and I think that's a huge part a of learning to cook is just being able to be like, hey, this isn't the best, but like. I'm not just going to ditch it. Like I'm going to try to experiment with what I can, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give up on me. <laughs> You're going to be okay, chicken. <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs> no. I think that is a huge part of cooking though. And maybe people who do only use recipes, that's a hard learning curve of when did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong? When did I overmix it? Why is it too wet? And trying to like... <laughs> 
Fab. Why? Uh, Why is it too wet? But knowing what you can do to solve those problems is like the makings of a great cook. And I think that's what came with time, right? It was like, I went from being able to like, just follow a recipe, like you say, where like you just kind of will look at it, where to being able to go like, hey, this recipe As might say intended. to cook this for <laughs> 10 minutes, but I can see that that's that shit is done after five. Yep. I'm not just going to keep cooking this garlic until it's burnt to a crisp. I'm going to, you know, like, or how many recipes are like, hey, let's put the garlic in at the same time as everything else. And you make enough recipes where you're like, yeah, but that's, even if the recipe says to add the garlic with everything else, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because then I'm going to have a bunch of burnt garlic. You're also going to add 18 times the amount of garlic. Get any oh, of always more garlic no. than it says. Mind you, I, I'm, I'm still not sure I understand what the word means. Do you feel like some of these recipes like gaslit you? You still don't know what the word means. You're right. It's fine. Hold on. Does that work in context? Well, like kind of. No, because they're, they're not like, yeah, coming but- back to me and telling me I did it wrong after the fact. <laughs> yeah, because you, if you read, well, but what if you must, like? <laughs> but if you reread that part, I would say the same. They'd be like, "Yeah, that's no, what do I'm it. saying." That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I, think, I don't think the recipes have enough active participation to be gaslighting me. Are you saying you don't read the recipe? <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, so you're I saying you know how to read. <laughs> I just saw a TikTok of a lady recently who was reading comments on food blogs of recipes. And it was recipe fails. So this lady commented and she was like, well, I subbed applesauce for milk in this muffin recipe and it just didn't turn out like muffins. Like, what did I do wrong? Uh, Isn't that your favorite subreddit? It's one of my favorite subreddits. It's called I didn't have eggs. And all people just commenting things like that. Like, I didn't have eggs, so I subbed applesauce. The day you found this, it was so beautiful for you. You were on it literally for 24 hours straight. (laughs) I haven't slept. I haven't eaten. And she kept sending me meme after meme. I was like, yeah, I get it. It's really funny. <laughs> it is really funny. My uh, all-time favorite one that I've seen on that subreddit was someone being extremely mad because they were making some sort of recipe for an apple cider braised pork chop or something. Yeah. And they used apple cider vinegar instead of apple cider. That was just on TikTok. Like. And yeah, that was the one I showed you, yeah. And they were quite <laughs> upset with the outcome of the recipe. And then someone's like, yeah, that, that's not. not yeah, if same. you used the right thing and read the recipe. Yeah. Also, I just, and that's like, I think what we're talking about too, with like the logic of cooking, like there is no recipe I would ever read that would say like, use a cup of apple cider vinegar that I wouldn't like second guess like, oh, that's wrong. Right. But some people just (laughs) follow it so blindly. And I think that's where you run into trouble with recipes of, you know, (laughs) developing that sense of like, oh, something with this recipe is wrong or I'm reading it wrong because there's no way there would be that amount. Right. It's like the subbing salt for sugar thing of like, no, something is not right. I got to think about this for a minute. So, Becky, have you worked in the food and beverage industry? Not at all. No, never. No service industry, nothing, restaurants, anything like and you that. Still Why is she washing people. her hands That's right now? crazy. <laughs> but I, think, I, mean, I, work, I work in healthcare, so yes. I think it's a different version of a service industry. It still is a lot of people facing, <laughs> you know, dealing with unhappy customers. It's just not customers that necessarily chose to be there in the first place. Knowing what you do for work, that is very funny. Uh, (laughs) And a little dark, which is great. But also surprisingly respectful. Yeah, no, I love that. And then, John, obviously, we know you as a beer tender. Like, how did you get into the industry? Was that your first industry job? (laughs) Uh, That was my first craft beer job, but my first job ever was McDonald's. 
You were a McDonald's boy? Okay, we yeah. need to know everything. <laughs> that actually changes a lot. Of the, the trajectory of this conversation is straight through the golden arches. Oh, no. I didn't know that we were going to hamburger college today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, you don't know? No. Uh, you're oh, gonna know. Oh, no, we know. Uh, <laughs> I know. I don't know. To... Wait, do you not know? No. You don't know about hamburger college? Is this why we connect? <laughs> you guys are yes. lovers in a dangerous space. Time it is known. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I was one of those weirdos that actually, you were going to get a real kick out of this, Becky. <laughs> So you said that like someone from the 1920s, you know, you were going to get a real, (laughs) I'll be, it's going to make sense. Um, when I was 15, I wanted more money that I could spend on dumb music shit. Nothing has changed. Nothing changes. (laughs) I was brainstorming and I was like, what's the quickest way that you can make money legally? And... (laughs) And I that I was found, after the illegal story. It was like, well, what's no, the quickest I found, way to make money? And you're like, cool, drugs. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I found places that would hire you before you turn 16. Like, there's, I don't remember. Do you guys know what it is? Like, the there's like a terminology for it. Like, you could work as a student for a certain amount of hours per week, still get paid prior to being 16, but you had to be 15. It was like this. It was like 15 weird, and a half, yeah, especially like, here in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not child labor, but almost. Yeah, so I opted in. Uh, <laughs> Daddy like. <laughs> Daddy did like. Because uh, my first gig was at this McDonald's. It was a new build because where we lived, like, they're still developing out. So it was on your way to Lake Pleasant. And actually, oh. yeah, so now that area, the, the, it still stands. The Lake Pleasant McDonald's, which is near the... Uh, it's been it's, tainted by the Watkins. Yeah, basically. Um, I used to listen to Lamb of God CDs in the drive, first drive through window, the, you know, as a cashier. Yeah. Um, mm, in the hole. And Gotta then love the I, I had a gift. Uh, I was gifted a position there and I didn't accept it and realize what it was then. And I was a dishwasher for a while. And if I could go back in time, and I've said this a hundred times to you, Becky, if I could go back in time and find a way to be able to wash dishes for nine hours a shift uh, for 40 hours a week and make the same kind of pay as a bartender, um, I would I would do that 100% of the time. I oh. think I couldn't put you in contact with someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's the uh, stipulation. I need to be able to have like a oh, AirPod yeah. in. Oh, yeah. You never, you. that's like the MO for. Well, my favorite thing now is the place you work doesn't call it a dish pit. They call it the, the dish, dish palace. palace. <laughs> that's what I'm fucking <laughs> saying, dude. So at my, I, I'll just leave their name out. Just, just whatever. Where I work now, um, during festival season, I'll oh, kill to be in the dish palace. <laughs> oh man. I just want to be there the with my is, glasses. Like, you're making the same, like, if my you're rag. making the same money regardless yeah. on this communist podcast, uh, <laughs> if you're making the same house. money regardless, then I don't mind like the, sh- the shitty jobs, you know, like, and I feel like there has to be people to just be like, yeah, I'll go clean the toilets. I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. and that's who I've always, been. I'm the Charlie day at our bar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's got the, conspiracy theories i do he's got the (laughs) we're living in a simulation um (laughs) so you worked at mcdonald's yeah you just worked in their little dish pit a year and a half yeah i did cashier first front or both windows and you know direct customer facing um i never really did much prep um i did dishwashing and then just general tidy up did you ever actually do any of the cooking 
if that's what they call it at a McDonald's. I don't. I feel like that's a really if loose... I if I did it was like a day where they needed someone to fill in, and then they're like, "Well, we got this fifteen and a half year old. <laughs> <laughs> he can do it. He can cook for the masses. He's got this. That's yeah. pure." Did but you yeah. have to go to hamburger college? Is that something that everyone goes through? Is that like an opt-in? The only reason I know is—is is it called? I think it's Hamburger University, is what it's called. Oh, yeah, I think it's so. Yeah. The first band that I—what, what, Becky? What the fuck is Hamburger University? <laughs> oh, it's the McDonald's has like a, a training, training program. program, like it's a a higher tier of a McDonald's employee. I don't know if it still yeah. exists, but You're it's telling a, me this is not a bit. This is a no. Thing you can that actually. You should pull it up on your phone right now because I just feel like this is a bit. No, <laughs> type it. Type it in there's your plenty, seriously. Type in Hamburger University on your phone. There's plenty of time to gaslight, but this is an actual. <laughs> this time they're not gate. No, that's a I real don't think you're using gaslight. The word correctly. Girl boss, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. I can't no, live laugh, a, love like this. It's a real. I can't remember why I know about it. Wait, I thought your mom worked at McDonald's when you were a kid. Yeah, I... No, that was before I was alive. Oh. She was only barely alive before you were alive. <laughs> I, I resemble this statement. <laughs> I have an answer to this question. Okay, go ahead. And this says that Hamburger University is a training facility at the McDonald's Corporation Global Headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, and instructs high potential restaurant managers, mid managers, and owner operators in restaurant management. Hamburger University's mission is to become an organizational cultural hub, introducing a continuous education process for the value chain and transforming knowledge into actual business results. Oh, so there's no way John was invited then. I was never invited. To this. <laughs> never went never. to Chicago. So also, the, like this being my first service industry gig, the reason that I ended up leaving is because I was such a prude. Um, a and the prude. first time that I ever, because I, I think the latest they let me work then was still, 10, still 10 sipping the. I have an incredibly important update. Oh, go ahead. Um, I just want you to know that over two hundred and seventy-five thousand people have graduated with a degree in him. <laughs> <laughs> hamburgerology. Oh, hamburgerology. Um, I would just, just like you. Calls. I would like you all to know uh, that I know one of those people. It wasn't me, but day? I know one of those people. Yes. Well, I mean, not that. No, homies. no, we're not like we're not like on amazing terms. So we can't get them on the podcast. No, we can't get them on the podcast. God. That's how it connects, though. Is that how I know about Hamburger University? Is I was in the first band I was ever in, the guitar player. Him and I were best friends like through all of high school um he started mcdonald's i think the same week that i did and had a very different trajectory than i did where he ended up like he did what you do when you're from where we are and he knocked somebody and they and they went to michigan he's like well i gotta go be with my kid in michigan we're like yeah that's probably the responsible thing to do is to be with the child that you made um so he went to michigan and then just continued on the mcdonald's track and they you know what from what he told me he's happy like he's yeah. happy in that job they take care of their high like their management really well some of them take care of their management <laughs> very well um the funny answer they, is gonna all the like corporate fast food nonsense where it's like yeah there's like five happy people <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean like but like to their credit like it doesn't work all the time but you know they did they put him through school like not just hamburger <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know what? He's really happy with his degree in hamburgerology. Uh, he does a lot with it. He's on a math basis. He did his undergrad in French fries. He's just really proud of his accomplishments. It looks I will good say, on a resume, guys. Um, I will say it does look good on a resume. It got me so many gigs. Uh, uh, editing this podcast, I threw it on there and they... <laughs> That's how we have found you. Tired. On that note, launch the Patreon. Uh, yeah, truly. <laughs> um, There's going to be so much weird content on the Patreon. Uh, you shared some with me. It's going to be pretty cool. Anyway, um, sorry for the tangent. No, I didn't know great. that McDonald's was going to open up no, a door. No, this is beautiful. McDonald's is the only door. It, it, it really, it's opening you up the archway. You spoke to soul. Yeah. Now, fast food is like a special level of nonsense and fun that... I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, oh, I no think, you. <laughs> I th- no, you. I think that working in... F- so, McDonald's is my first, I guess, that that was... Sir, that's service. I think yeah, it, it no, doesn't that's feel service like service. That's it industry. just feels like servitude. It doesn't feel like, <laughs> uh, same, same. Uh, after that, I got out of, I, I worked at a UPS store for a long time, worked at a music store. And then the next like service ish job that I worked was for AMC theaters. That's <laughs> right. You're knew a movie, you're theater a movie boy. boy. And I, to this day, oh, I loved that job. <laughs> Like there's like a list of like five jobs that I always wanted to work just to say that I did. And I've worked almost all of them except for one. And it's just not going to be in the cards for me. Uh, Maybe when you're, maybe when Becky's running the dog farm, if we ever get to have retirement, um, you know, not know what this fifth job is that he's interested in. Oh, I would no. I would love to work in a record store. I've never worked in a record oh. store. When I first moved to Tempe, I tried to work at Zia, and I just didn't know Dewan then. Uh, <laughs> if I would have known Dewan then, I would have been yeah, a shoe in. That's, yeah, everybody's that's fair. in. I, I mean, that dream is alive in San Diego still. We went to a... We went to a speakeasy cocktail bar that had a record store in it. Next time we go. <laughs> let's go. I offered it. You said Denver instead. I don't remember that being the option. <laughs> oh, you know, no, we decided on Denver because you've never been. And I think it's a really fun place and you should, you should, you should see. It's going to be a fun time. Do you know when you're going? Yeah. In October. Nice. That's soon. <laughs> yeah. It is soon. Wow, you're good at calendars. It's all the way to September now. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, but I was going to say, I feel like working in those kind of jobs gets you used to a level, like a speed that isn't seen in a lot of places and it toughens your skin a lot. So I feel like if I hadn't worked at McDonald's and I hadn't worked at AMC, that the kind of uh, volume that I see at the current craft beer bar that I work, if I saw it with no context, it would probably just make me shit myself. (laughs) Like, what do you do? What do you do when you see a literal, like it's a wall of people. You see just, there are people waiting for you to get to you to get what they want. And the longer that they're in that line, the more angry they're not angry, but like as a person with Catholic guilt and anxiety, the longer somebody's waiting in my line, the angrier they are at me. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's all your, your fault. fault. Like I'm already not a human to them to begin with. Uh, so if I have to make them wait five minutes to get service, ugh. straight to hell. <laughs> but is that, is that your fascination too with fast food? I know. Uh, well, yes. Like from a like service level kind of stuff where it's like, it was crazy for me at McDonald's and I think about it in my nerdiest, stupid uh, moments when I'm in a drive through line. I'm like, I've been sitting here for five and a half minutes and I know that their all metrics the, are... All like, the alarms are going off. I know what it looks like. 
And I swear to God, if I'm sitting in this line and there isn't a fresh batch of fries coming my way, <laughs> because if I'm sitting in line for five minutes and that means that the seven minute turnover on the freshest fries, you know about that, eclipsed. right? Or is that a thing everywhere? <laughs> It's a thin everywhere to some okay. extent that has fries. You can't hold like them when that I worked long. at McDonald's. Maybe it's because it was a new location. And they really cared. They were like, <laughs> "Oh yeah." They were like, "Yo, if there's not a fresh batch of fries dumping every seven minutes, we're gonna have problems." Um, it's I. So my experience with fast food is more recent than that. Uh, was managing. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At Canes, and it was volume that is that puts like that that metric is crazy to sh- like I. I you literally had to have fries cooking constantly when we were busy. Like you couldn't. It was overcooked not, fries for days. You could not <laughs> be cooking. Like it would be, we had four baskets dedicated to fries, and you had two going at any given moment, and you were never. It was never more than three minutes without new fries coming out. Which makes Thanks, sense, Frank. because the fries at Canes are hot garbage. They're really bad. Well, it's because once they reach you, they're soggy as Yeah, because they're like Shush. they're the worst. Like crinkle cut fries are the worst fries. They don't do good. And yeah. then just like the sheer volume numbers, like fast food's interesting because you're you're talking about so much front loaded machine operated prep where you're you've got it's just mass. It's so massive. It's not real. It's not real food. I was, I, I agree with you from what I've seen, you know, like there is something that like leaving like after wor- working at McDonald's and like seeing how your favorite childhood food was made was like yikes <laughs> you know but those nuggets though that are kept little warm boots. for so long in those disgusting yellow tinted trays i'm a like the yellow su- tinted trays that i've because i've that's not less like canes and they don't have that stuff like that's not a thing but like they seeing, try to be cute at mcdonald's <laughs> seeing the weird like tiktok videos oh of, i like, love oh my god TikTok are you talking about the dude that goes live while he's on shift like yeah. while he's just doing oh the taco bell kid the kid at wendy's the kid at mcdonald's like anytime i can see behind the scenes fast food i'm watching it and then i'm thinking i should never eat that again and then but i I'm go eat that right now. <laughs> yeah so the same guy that got a uh PhD in hamburgers. Um, <laughs> Hamburgerology. <sorry>. Thank you. <laughs> that same dude. Uh, he's, bef- I think, because he, he was a couple years older than me. Before he went to McDonald's, he was working at Taco Bell or might have been in between or whatever. Um, I was like, so which is worse in your, like, from what you've seen? Yeah. <laughs> who are you? Who handles food the worst? Why do you want to know this? Why don't you want to know for, this? It's just for fun. It's, it's called just... science. If you would get your um, PhD handles... in hamburgerology. Also, you've been married to me. Like, you know how my brain works. You think I want to, I want to know these things. <laughs> that way when he I goes want... back, he knows to like, I want afraid. to know that magic isn't real. <laughs> Spoil it for me. <laughs> I want them to turn the lights on after the Disneyland ride. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, he said Taco Bell hands down he's like don't ever eat their tacos like the ground beef tacos oh they're so good (laughs) I can't believe that it took until getting COVID and like getting past COVID um, to finally get a Taco Bell taco again a proper one I think what it was like two months ago I got started like going back and getting some some tacos and it just tastes like my childhood yeah you you were really into me getting you a frozen Baja Blast when you had COVID (laughs) 
Which I, I, I told them about it too. <laughs> in Baja Which I was like also real? still getting over having COVID. So like my desire to try to find a drive through and get you a Baja Blast was quite low. <laughs> As we are wont to say in this house, a uh, baby is a baby. So <laughs> we say also, that about like, the There's a Taco Bell less about the than a mile away from you. That's not even like a finding thing. It's just like. Uh, okay, well, well, not all of them have the frozen Baja Blast. Yeah, they do. Okay, <laughs> you say this because we, Jonah and I, were established. We're about, we're about, about to, to fight. fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to that drive-through because you and I share a lot of things, and a Taco Bell drive-through is one of them. Yeah. Uh, so I I went through that drive-through two times in a row, and both times I, I think it was two days in a row rather. Sorry, two times in a row. <laughs> I just, like circled back around. Uh, <laughs> Please now, and, and I felt I felt like the McDonald's ice cream machine meme, where I was like, "Oh, can I get a frozen Baja Blast?" Like, oh, sorry, the machine's down. It's like, like we have this nasty cherry one that tastes like uh, <laughs> take yep. everything out of the cherry side of the machine and fill it with the Baja Blast formula. Like, it seems to me that you have a large amount of cherry left, but no Baja. That should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> No one wants the cherry. No. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I guess if it's broken, if I, they don't have it. But they all have the little twisty machines. Yeah. The little little freezer spinners. I, I had just like sworn off soda for a really long time. Um, isn't that what Hawk only drinks now is soda? Who? The Hocko? Uh Mostly, yeah. He's a he's a soda boy. Yeah. Yeah. And he, that used to be me, too. I'm trying to think. He doesn't he, really drink a lot of alcohol. Not a ton, no. Enough diet coke to kill a lesser man. Yeah. <laughs> so I made a I made like a deal with myself. Like if I'm drinking more beer, then I'm not going to drink soda because I only want to have one of these bad things. Sure, for one me. evil sparkling. Oh, and I'm, I'm a full send person, so if I'm into it, I'm really into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I finally caved when I had COVID. And I was like, I just want to have a Baja blast before I die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was the As best one is to do. <laughs> it was the best worst thing of all time. And I still find myself now craving a Baja blast. Well, in that moment, you went from being a Baja boy to a Baja man. Well, you had you had a pretty horrible tragedy happen to you with Baja blast recently. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I used Did fast you Baja food. blast too hard? <laughs> Maybe the Baja is the blast we had along the way. <laughs> um, no, I was using fast food for its intended purpose. Um, and I was in a rush and I didn't have time to like go get like a meal meal. So I there's a Taco Bell near the venue that I was working at. So I go up, go through the drive through. I'm like, oh, my God, like you're going to have like. I'm doing all right. I can have a soda day. Also, you're going to be up for a while. Like, whatever. It's time to re-up on some caffeine. So I ordered a Baja Blast. And you know what? I'm going to splash out. And I'm going to make it a large. And I did. <laughs> I'm so excited for this Baja Blast. I get my food. The sizing was- at Taco Bell, though, I, I know this. I was just going through their, like, pricing sizes recently. You can get, like, a small for, like, $2.10. Or you get a large for $2.30. Like, they only charge, like, $0.10 cents more for, like, twice the amount of drinks. So, like, if you're going to get a soda... Well, if you're going to get, get diabetes, large. yeah, go all the it's, way. It's go, what you, go whole it's, diabetes. It's basically just in what you guys always say. You know, it's the value. Yeah. <laughs> Two spicy potato tacos and 30 cents. Yeah. What's the 30 cents in spicy potato currency? It's the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like 30 like shreds. It's the, like, the individual. It's the 10 strands of cheese. The Play-Doh I, uh, shreds of Taco Bell cheese because that cheese is not. I don't know what it is. It's so good, though. <laughs> so you got a large. I was supposed to. 
I uh, I I got my order and I was on autopilot and I was kind of like on, it was a stressful day so like I just boogied and I took a right on onto the road and realized like oh shit like I left I was like you know what though like you have 15 minutes of wiggle room here like just turn around and go get it so I did I, t- I flipped to you and I went back and uh, parked to go inside to the lobby their lobby was closed because of staffing shortages um, yep. and then I saw that their drive through line since I'd been there had doubled in size and I was like. <laughs> I'm not gonna get my. I'm not gonna get the Baja Blast today. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Baja Blast. I am not having here. what some would call a Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a Baja tragedy. <laughs> so then I went back to the venue and I ate sadly in my car and drank my water. Uh, Disgusting. And then I went inside like and I was like, "Like, do you guys have a soda gun?" <laughs> You have a Diet Coke. <laughs> like I had the lesser, you know. Do you drink di- Diet Coke for your girlish figure or for actual I drink Coke Zero because I'm an adult. That's wrong. We've actually, <laughs> we thought about this before, but not not in a live context. We thought about this via carrier pigeon. Um, Coke Zero is not good. I agree. I was not so in the same vein of having a five almonds a day, mom. I was not allowed to drink any kind of juice or soda growing up at all. I like and the if juice I wasn't allowed to drink soda. But like not really. Yeah. You know, from like a sugar perspective, whatever. That's but like fair. Like doesn't really matter. But we were only allowed to drink diet soda when we drank soda. So like now as an adult, I cannot drink regular soda. I don't like how it makes my teeth feel. It makes it feel oh. like my teeth are like coated in like some kind of slime. And like I don't really drink soda either way, but if I must drink a soda, I will only drink <laughs> diet soda because I just like can't handle the sugar content of a like soda. You said must. Must is the like what's happened? (laughs) Um, Usually, I'm in a situation where I need caffeine, and I'm like driving a car, and I'm at a gas station. You had one in an airport once. Yeah, like I don't know, like dire situation where like maybe their like selection of tea is very poor. I don't want a gas station coffee. She doesn't know. I just like, which like now there's like, like, there's like caffeinated sparkling water. Like there's more options now, but like, this was like 10 years ago, me where I was like driving 10 years ago was the last time you were forced into a diet soda. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me without telling me. (laughs) Maybe. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fearful marriage. I love this. I... <laughs> no, can't tell anybody to listen to this one. Uh, I the growing up with the different. I, it's funny because I feel like I grew up in a diet soda house. Yeah, I grew up in a. I don't. Health was never a top concern in my family. There would be like seasons of like diet soda drinking but it was never like a you can't have sugar soda it's a weird it's a funny common thread amongst the three of you where i'm like i just drink regular ass coke oh, like, no, like no, a normal growing, human growing up i drank regular ass soda the entire time that was the problem <laughs> uh i used to be like a two 44 ounces a day Circle K QT Ooh. guy. What else did you need? Like Q, uh, by the way, just so that it's canonical, uh, QT is the best gas station in Arizona. Hands down, no contest. 
Yeah, that's pretty fair. That's Thank true. you. Looking at you, Becky. <laughs> I didn't know that we had to have an opinion on what the best gas station was until I met That's a safe space, <laughs> Becky. <laughs> <laughs> it's where John was dropped off the <laughs> I just keep getting left here and I don't really understand and why. Well, there's that sign that says that you can, so yeah, you do. It's a safe place. Um, yeah, so I, I. What's your favorite gas station rolly food? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, before QT decided to get all hipster and have a kitchen there, uh, I was all, and I still am, the uh, spicy chicken taquito. Oh, the spicy chicken's a good one. Man. Again, these things that I like just ate so much of, and I was like, man, I just I'm probably dying. And it's, it has nothing to do with what I'm, I'm eating all the time. <laughs> My stomach is just, I'm constantly in pain uh, as I. <laughs> eat a taquito with a tear on it like <laughs> i've never eaten a gas station food becky have you ever put a gas station food in your body no i'm like i like the bold chex mix that's like my gas station food that i like to buy <laughs> not regular chex mix the it's bold so kind, much flavor i don't think it's it does anymore but for a while the bold chex mix was the one that came with small ritz crackers and, and that was something that I thought was superior to regular Chex Mix. And then COVID happened and they took it away. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Look, if we were just, if more people would adopt the Communist Party, <laughs> there would be more Ritz. <laughs> also, this is the first time that I've encountered your podcast where I've been properly fed before partaking in it in any way shape or form and it hits different uh because most of the time when you're I'm, satiated most of the time when i'm editing your show it's like i have coffee but i haven't ate anything oh, no. I'm, I'm weird and i uh, sometimes eat breakfast and sometimes i don't and lately i've been eating what is it the uh uh the trader joe's they have like a like snack size pb and j like it's like a like a like a uncrustable like a lunchable it's- it's no, it's like a granola bar, but the oat outside what? is peanut butter flavored, and then the inside is like grape jelly flavored. Okay, it's and it's it a pairs granola really bar. It's like well. a Nutrigrain bar if it was peanut butter and jelly flavored. It pairs yeah. really is well it with crispy my coffee. Like a Nutrigrain bar. It's like a similar texture. Nutrigrain bars no, are not crispy. Are you're thinking ones. you're thinking Nutri Valley. Oh, yeah. Nutrigrain are like the ones Nutri- with like the yeah. fruit filling they're and like, like the oat Newtons, outside. But they're- Masquerading yeah. as food. Yeah. I don't know if they still make Nutri-Grain bars, but that's what it is. No, they definitely do make Nutri-Grain bars. They're very it's soft. Like peanut butter and jelly flavored Nutri-Grain bars. Exist. They, they... Nature I think they're bars. gross. I tried one and I was like, I hate this. I never want to eat this again. But John thinks that they're delicious. They pair really well with my coffee, but most of the time I like don't even have them when I'm editing the show. And then you're talking about all these amazing places that you've been and you're like interviewing industry like stars and professionals. (laughs) And uh, I said that made it sound like I was sarcastic, but I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) All your guests before us, lame. No, like, you told me I was gonna be a star. Like, <laughs> so I'm gonna be a star. Uh, no one tricked me. I am a star. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just nice to like be on the show and not be starving and be like, God damn these people. <laughs> I know that's how you truly feel about us, and that's fine. God damn these people. <laughs> um, before we wrap up. We have to come back to Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Because when I tell you that Becky does, and specifically Friendsgiving, because we've got to experience this multiple years, 
she goes above and beyond <laughs> in a, a way. a deep, look at me. Like, it was like, yeah, multiple years. Yes. That I just, like, I can't even put it to words. Like, can you walk us through your Friendsgiving? Oh, man. Okay, so I have cooked a lot of Thanksgiving dinners in my life, and that is a whole conversation that could be another sidebar. Um, but I've, I've had a passion for making Thanksgiving meals. And then when John and I started dating, it was, like, my first experience since I'd moved away from home of having, um, like, a family that I could go have Thanksgiving with because prior to that, I kind of was always just like making my own little ramshackle Thanksgiving because I moved out of my home state when I was 18. Um, and I love John's family dearly and I love his mom and she's a wonderful woman, but like their Thanksgiving is a lot of Boston market pre-made pre-sliced Turkey. And then pronounced flawless. flawless yeah. <laughs> And like, there's nothing wrong with that. But after my first Thanksgiving with John's family, I was like, I love my own like traditional food too much and I want to yep. do it. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to throw a Friendsgiving next year. And like, it started as just like a thing of, it's going to be me and John and his sister and a few other people. And I think- Low stakes. You guys, maybe were at like the second one we ever did. Whoa. I don't think it was the first one because I think the first one was really just like three or four people. But I right don't the have the ability to edit my menu. And so <laughs> when I first like was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I was like, well, I have time so I can prep this in advance. I can totally make, you know, eight to 10 dishes by myself for a group of four. We'll have leftovers. And like I did it and it was horrible. Like it was so much work <laughs> and it took me all week. And like I was dying in the kitchen, like freaking out, like couldn't get everything done at the same time. Had, like it was it was terrible the first time I did it. But I was like really determined. So the next year rolled around and I was like, I'm going to do it better. So this is where like the spreadsheet started. So then it was like, OK, <laughs> I realized my mistakes. I'm a type A person. I'm not going to let this happen again. So I was like, OK, I'm going to write down all of the recipes I want to make, what temperatures they need to be cooked at. How many burners do I have on my stove? I am very fortunate that I was able to get a like double oven range top, like nothing in the walls, nothing fancy, but it's just, I have like a 50, 50 split oven. So I at least have two ovens. I can set to different temperatures. What's your dream, by the way? You want the, uh, Oh, do, we can't talk about my dream kitchen on this episode. It will, <laughs> that is another, we'll let it bring that back. In that's another episode. episode. Sorry, because it's um, all, almost every single Thanksgiving is when you're like, Oh, well, this is what oh, yeah. kitchen I mean, like, as, as she's one cooking, like sweating, year, like, it's another $30,000 in this kitchen. Yeah, there's, really be cooking. Like really outvalue this house. Like, this renovation it would really pop yeah, off. There's no way. But so I got into the system where I was like, okay, if I write down everything I want to make and every burner that I need, and I can figure out exactly like how much time I have. And then once I pull the turkey out of the oven, what can go in? So then I had to start meticulously like cutting recipes. Cause I was like, well, this one, and this one has to be at 350. This one has to be at 375. This one has to be 425. I only have two ovens. So one of them's got to fucking go. So I was like, well then if I'm taking, you know, the, you are <laughs> really, the weakest by the way, goodbye. she's having these conversations, not in her brain. She's, <laughs> she's sitting like, we're like, I'm just waking up, like having coffee. And she turns, she goes, you know, if, uh, yeah. Or like a lot of like John would have to make the decisions. I'm like, okay, if you can choose, like you could only have green beans or Brussels sprouts. What are you having? Like but you the, the, make a choice because one of them's got how severe the conversations were. Oh, very severe. It was almost just like, okay, we have to give one of the dogs away. <laughs> because it's hard, Is it right? the Brussels dog or the green bean dog? Yeah. You're like, uh, so that has like evolved over the years where like now I do have like a pretty solidified plan spreadsheet. It's good and bad because I have like now accumulated this sort of set core of like, I think it's 
10, 10 items, not including like a gravy and a dessert and like a few other like side dishes that I don't consider to be like full items that are like, and I, it's mostly a vegetarian menu since that was how I ate. Like I make a turkey, but pretty much everything else is like butternut squash stuffed shells. A lot of- insane because butternut <laughs> squash stuffed shells is a freaking entree. <laughs> well, that was my vegetarian entree when we weren't eating turkey. But then once we started eating meat again, I couldn't give up. The shells are so good. Guys, this woman makes an entree (laughs) as a side. Do you know how much time this takes? Right, but then so like I have to How many audiobooks have you listened to this year? Oh, 37. (laughs) (laughs) That's the right number, I think. Um, Yeah, I do that. I do usually a green bean. I do some kind of, I do mashed potatoes and I like to do some other kind of roasted vegetable side because my family always did that. Um, I do a turkey, I do a cornbread, a half and half cornbread and white bread stuffing. I think that's the most of the things. I'm sure I'm missing. Oh, I and do a, a glazed a um, whole yeah, shallot. That's like yes. Kristen's favorite. She brings the, the yeah. The, yeah. The Kristen brings. That's, our, that's our family recipe. Yeah, the glazed shallots are a mess from oh, Kristen. so good. Um, and, and I try was, to do one new thing one a year. That was year one recipe that's yeah, that made w- it all the way. Yeah. But the problem is that I'm now at a point where I like cannot sacrifice any recipes, but I like to make one new thing a year. So then now I'm stuck in this hole where it's like every year I try to make something new and I like don't have room for it in the plan, but well, I do you it anyway. Expand it out, but and you subcontract the work. I was gonna say what has like really changed the game is now like you guys coming to Thanksgiving, where I, it's not okay. It's not that I don't trust other people in my kitchen. I have no problem delegating <laughs> tasks, like especially things like peeling potatoes. But I have had some bad experiences. With me. Like with things like <laughs> asking a friend. No, it was not you. Like we asking a friend to mash my mashed potatoes it's for me sweet. and her just like refusing to stop. And I was like, you're going to overmash them. You're going to overmash oh, them. No. And she just mashed them and mashed them and mashed them until they were like. You can overmash mashed potatoes. Yummy beyond belief. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Activate the starch. That's why you, you can, don't get you to mash potatoes. <laughs> But you can over mash anything, including like regular protein. So if you in like Chinese cooking, they'll make like fish balls and it's literally taking fish and just until it it gets put together. again, It turns back into a like hard goop and you can do that with pretty much anything. Yeah. Okay. Today I learned. Having you guys come into our lives was great because there are a few things that I cannot do. I'm not good at carving a, like a turkey, like once it's done cooking, which Jonah has graciously done the last few years. You have attended our Thanksgiving. I'm not very good um, at it. Spoilers, you're but wonderful. I, I know how to do it. I don't like gravy. I don't know why. I just can't make myself like it. So making gravy is really challenging for me because I don't want to taste it as it goes because I don't like it. Um, So Courtney has made the gravy at my Friendsgiving for the last several years. And it's like the best (laughs) thing ever. And it's so great because it's like one of those last minute items that you really can't do till the turkey's done. And it really stresses me out to try to do it when like, you know, everything else is like at its critical point where I have every, like my four burners are all going and there's things in my oven and I'm trying to get everything on the table. I'm like, I cannot possibly make a gravy. I don't even want to taste it. It's so gross to me. <laughs> so like, it's I not know. that surprising that you don't like it. Cause it's just like meat essence and growing up, not eating meat. Yeah. Like it is literally just like it's concentrated butter flavor. and flour, like, which is just like, yeah. And it's like, I'll eat like a floured and then be like, chicken breast like I'll eat yeah. an Italian style like pounded out chicken breast that's coated in flour and cooked in butter sure so it's not like those things together I don't like there's just something about gravy like just gives me the heebie-jeebies like I can't <laughs> like when I see it solidified in the fridge the next day as leftovers I cannot handle like the, when the fat drifts out yeah so like but you guys have been like oh it's little blessing meat liquid cubes let's how do you feel about chicken stock 
I mean, like, I'll put it in things, but I don't want to know about it. <laughs> Is it on par with, like, GameStop? Yes. Stock? Exactly. Diamond <laughs> hands to the moon. I see. Stonks. I see what you're trying to do there. Yeah. They, they don't always land. Wall Street, they don't always land. Wall Street bets on chickens. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's that's my but it's been like something that has grown to be like my big thing I do every year. And I this year, my great accomplishment that I made was buying the pasta shells in August for my Thanksgiving dinner because because they're always reason, out when you need them. Yeah, I can't ever find them. I had to pay fifteen dollars last year to buy one singular box of pasta shells off Amazon because what? it was the only place I could find them. And like I still I shop for these things weeks in advance, guys. Like you can this is my plan, right? I have an Excel spreadsheet. This isn't like me walking into the grocery store Wednesday night before Thanksgiving trying to find things like like you've got a real yeah it's the most type a I've seen the list have you not seen the list I've seen the timeline you share your list sure after the show yeah I think the best one I have is probably I usually do a like physical written out piece of paper every year because that ends up being the easiest way for me to map it out on the burners especially because you draw diagrams of the burners which I see That's my favorite part. <laughs> okay, because like... this is but my burners are different sizes, and I have one that works the best because, like, everybody has the one burner that has the double thing. And I also have an electric range, which is unfortunate for my life, but it's my house is not wired for, or like, we don't have propane in the neighborhood. So I, yep. like, or natural gas. Yeah. So I, like, can't have an electric. I was going to let you ride with the propane because I was going to let people yeah. picture the trailer that we're in. Right <laughs> uh, we don't have natural gas in the neighborhood. Don't so even have it's, like, it's challenging because I have two small burners and two big burners. And it's really hard when you have, like, multiple things that need to be on the stove at the same time. Something has to end up going in the Instant Pot inevitably. Like, that was my backup last year. Something got, I think the potatoes or something got cooked in it the Instant the, Pot. It was the alternate roast vegetable that was thrown into a uh, air fryer i remember that well no and last oh, no. year i tried doing these like thin sliced sweet potato sacks yeah no I remember and they did, did not oh, yeah. they yeah. did not come out like they did not get crispy it was a fail and it was very upsetting I, you put yourself out there yeah which is really awesome. that's why i only do one new one a year because then if it's a fail i have like 10 other things that I know one, good. there's one failure allowed yeah <laughs> me <laughs> they were inedible they just like weren't they didn't slap you are way more hard on yourself <laughs> than anyone else ever will be no they were that's still good true. yeah <laughs> The amount of times that people left me like, oh man, that yeah, but they weren't good. Like everyone loved what you cooked. Replace something else. That's the thing. Yeah, the 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 core menu only has room for so many things, and nothing's getting replaced unless the new thing is like so good. I feel like you're so close to just being in the industry. True. There's nothing I want less. I well, (laughs) (laughs) like that. Also true. I just got a taste of working from home for the first time. And if I'm going to change my job, it's going to be to work from home. To not go to a kitchen elsewhere would be just in your kitchen all the time. Please. That makes a lot of sense. Professional recipe tester. Ooh. Speaking of recipe testers, have you, have we shared your recipe with them? That's not a full question. You know the recipe I'm talking about. No, I don't know. Have I shared my recipe? The recipe you're like the most proud of in the past six months. I literally don't that know what you you're talking about. Wrote down in your book. All I can think about is my grilled broccoli. That's just broccoli with some seasonings on it. <laughs> Becky recently. But she's proud of it, damn it. Oh, my grilled yes. cheese. She well, this I just woman stole it from a, a restaurant. No, it you didn't steal it. <laughs> you, you were actually appropriated uh, it. <laughs> yeah. No, you're so in love with this grilled cheese that you're craving it so hard. And this is like this is last month, or right? Yeah, it has like four ingredients. It's not that hard. Anyway, <laughs> one of the ingredients is grill. The other one is cheese. Yeah. Um, well, what's what is this recipe? We need to know about it. Uh, it's from a 
food truck turned restaurant in Chicago called the Fat Shallot that catered my first wedding, um, which is how I originally <laughs> fell in love with them. All right. I, found I was the cook in the food yes. truck. Obviously, this is not to John. Full circle. Um, but yeah, well, no, I, I want to read that novel. Yeah, right. <laughs> A food truck that my dad had found in Chicago and really loved, and then I went and had it and thought it was delicious. So when I was planning my big wedding and whatever. grilled cheese specifically? They do a grilled cheese that is like a, it's a sourdough, Munster cheese, caramelized onions, uh, spinach, and and I don't think that might be it. And then there's, like, they have a good tomato soup that goes with it. Yeah. Sounds good. It's really good. It's a food truck. Is, it's not so. It's not like a grilled cheese food truck. They just have grilled. No, cheese. it's, it's like a sandwich it, food truck, and okay. this is like one of their signature things. And then now they have like restaurants in Chicago. They have a couple like actual standing stores. And when we were last there in June, I was like super pumped to go get this sandwich from this place. And the place that they have a like freestanding thing is like a they catered like business people. Lincoln in downtown, Hall, Lincoln Hall in downtown Chicago, and they this place is open until 5 p.m. And it was Friday and we were like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to book it over Staying there. in a hotel close. My brother's yeah. getting married like in the heart, like downtown. But yeah. unfortunately this place caters to like the business crowd. So the fat shallot was closed by the time we got there no. at like 3 p.m. on a Friday. They're Ooh. only open for the lunch rush. And right. so this is like Big, the second time we've been to Chicago that biggest. I haven't gotten to have the sandwich. And so I just was like, I have to figure out how to make it. And I did. And you did. And you, uh, my sister gifted you uh, yeah. like a... A recipe book, a recipe so book. I can write down my three recipes I've ever and you, made. Yeah, I was going to say, well, you, you, you take... Like, That's one. What are the other two? Yeah, but what, what did you name? Oh, the Fat Albus. Oh. <laughs> oh, sweet bus. The pug. What are the other two that you wrote down? I don't know. Off oh, the top okay. of my head. Anyway, I just wanted to put you on blast for the second time because the food truck outside of my work, I'm trying to get them to make the recipe that she wrote down oh, so that I can have it. Can you make this can you just do I was this like, I don't know if this is achievable for you guys on a on the level you need it to be, but if it was, that'd be dope, right? And like, as a home we cook, we actually I, are yeah. working on a grilled cheese. Send it over. There's nothing that terrifies me more than sending my recipes to like actually trained people who cook food. Kind of like, like how you're, you're so nervous when people come over to cook food for us. Yeah, to sharpen all my knives. That's what it was. That's what I forgot earlier. That's you forgot to sharpen the knives? No, I just had to sharpen them all because you guys were coming over. I didn't want you to judge me for my dull knives if they weren't sharp enough. So I was like sharpening all the knives earlier during my break from work. <laughs> just in the- oh, like, well, I was like, like before you got home from work, I was like, I was like, you guys, she gets so adorable when you're I coming over. I also cleaned over. the grill. <clears throat> uh, Jonah cleaned great. it better. No, I cleaned the outside of the grill. Oh, I did not. I got a little gross because that's that's a that's a huge commitment. Yeah. It really was when I had steel wool. It's not a me job. It, oh. it took like five minutes. That's still more minutes than I <laughs> like in the hundred and eight degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's yeah, also again. I said outside, and I'll say it again here. Like, invite yourself over any time to use our grill. It is mutually beneficial. Yep. I I will. Yeah. You know, our the broccoli ain't gonna grill itself, you know what I'm saying? Our community grills in the apartment complex are squirrely. Yeah. Like filled with squirrels. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Dad, for buying us a grill for Christmas. I had never grilled in my life. So thanks, it's Dad. been a new skill I'm acquiring. <laughs> daddy, that's not my daddy. Daddy, that's everyone not should my grill daddy. broccoli. I didn't know you could do that. And I think it's the best way to eat broccoli. Interesting. That's like a standard. That was like a uh I don't want to say standard. It was a recurring hit at the last restaurant that I was. It's at. so good. Was grilled broccoli. They would blanch it and then rest it and rest it in some ball and then throw it on the grill so some ball caramelizes. And oh, I just grill didn't, it from didn't being raw. Or you got that idea because we went to Maple and Ash. 
in the Brussels sprouts. Or no. No, I think I like literally just sprouts. said I love broccoli. I wonder if I can make it on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like then I was like, I can. Oh, that's wonderful. Well. You got anything else? Any more questions? I mean, I'm you sure may never get to do this again. No, we'll have yeah, to. Never gonna whenever see you, again. you use their grill. We'll use their grill one more time. It'll okay. be the last time we see them. <laughs> It'll be the breakup. You're just going to grill, take all the food and leave. And be like, it's been real. We're just coming in the gate and out the gate. <laughs> when this episode gets the lowest, you know, views of any episode, views. I don't think it works like that. It's just Listens, weird. downloads. You expect to come to Tempe and meet celebrities. You know? I like... <laughs> I, like Ew. Like, I know. Like one person that's like watching it, and they're like, "I don't see anything." <laughs> just, Wait, what? This TV show is shitty. <laughs> well, the, the Thank problem. you for viewing this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I could have stopped recording. I have no idea. Um, That'd be perfect. But heart's in the right place. I do appreciate you guys letting us uh, have the worst reviewed episode on your show. <laughs> Everyone, review bombing now. <laughs> just go in with you one won't. star. No. no, and don't forget Ted Cruz ate your son. <laughs> Actual cannibal, Ted Cruz. Did you hear that? There's a working Baja Blast Freezy machine, <laughs> so we gotta go into the back. It, ooh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Love, Food, Hate, Money. Uh, this episode and every episode is edited by John Watkins of Feathered Fiction Studios. There he is. And he also uh, does original music. Thanks, John. Thank you. I like the outro. It's great. <laughs> he keeps improving it. We couldn't ask for better for free. <laughs> On the note of it communism, if you all would like to support him, you have to support us in give true us communist money fashion. So we can give him some money. That is true. Um, come connect with us on social Otherwise, media. Otherwise, Becky will have to start working for her beer. <laughs> if Becky hears that I need to buy one more cable with my, my no own money, cable. she's going to leave me. And you've heard how much she loves me. That would be a tragedy. We're starting a GoFundMe for John's cables, okay? Just be on the lookout for that. Please, for the love of God. We're going to go fund John's cable addiction. Um, yeah, connect with us on social media. Um, we're selling shirts still. If you want that, I don't know. You guys send me mixed signals on the internet and I have anxiety. Um, and thank Same. you so Those much aren't for related, listening. But... <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Thank you all very, very much. Bye. 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 I made a mess. <laughs>